And we're back for episode five of the Blacksburg Buzz. I'm your host, Kyle Bean. Today, we're going to be breaking down a few upcoming games. We've got men's basketball versus Georgia Tech on Saturday. We've got women's basketball versus Syracuse on Sunday. And the men are playing Duke on Monday night. So for the men's game against Georgia Tech, a little bit of history. The Hokies are 22-9 all-time against the Yellow Jackets. And they are 11-2 all-time at home against Georgia Tech. Uh, the last loss for the Hokies was in February of 2023. Virginia Tech lost 70-77. Their last home loss was in 2021, February 23rd, where they lost 69-53. to now, the Yellow Jackets record is 9-10 and 10 at the time of recording. They're 2-6 and six in the ACC, which puts them right in 14th place out of the 15 teams in the ACC. While Virginia Tech is 12-7, they're 4-4 four four in conference play, and they're sitting in the 8th seed. Georgia Tech has some really, really funky wins and losses on their year. Uh, it makes them a very hard team to predict. They have a three-point loss to University of Massachusetts Lowell. You've got a 35-point loss to Cincinnati. And then flip it around, a 12-point win against former number 21 Mississippi State. Then once again, you've got a four-point win over the former number seven, current number 12 Duke. An eight-point loss to Boston College. A double overtime three-point win over a once-ranked Clemson team. You've got a nine-point loss to UVA and an eight-point loss to Pitt. So they are really all over the place. I mean, I get it. There are games where things go unexpected, where you beat teams where, on paper, you probably shouldn't have. But, you know, you've got a 35-point loss to Cincinnati, and you beat three teams that are or were ranked you're talking about beating duke one of the best teams one of the historically best teams ever in college basketball and then you lose to boston college uva Pitt. it's it's like they play to the level of their competition almost um you know they they're losing games to bad teams and they're beating good team in terms of the team stats virginia tech and georgia tech are about dead even in points per game. It's just a fraction of a point. Uh, Virginia Tech leads by 3% in field goal shooting and 4% from the three-point line. Uh, Georgia Tech, generally poor free throw shooters overall. Uh, the team shoots about 67% as a whole. They rebound slightly better, and the turnovers are also dead even. In terms of the Ken Palm, Virginia Tech is sitting at 60, and Georgia Tech is sitting at 128 currently. Uh, and for NCAA net rankings, Virginia Tech is at 54, while Georgia Tech is at 131. So for the Hokies, this would be a Quadrant 3 game for them. So in those Quadrant 3 games for Virginia Tech, they're 2-0. Um, just to give you a little more perspective, in Quadrant 2 games, they're 3-2. and two. 
Uh, for Georgia Tech, on the other hand, this is a Quadrant 1 game. And in Q1, Georgia Tech is 2-2. Two and two, And in Q2, they are 2-5. and five. So they've really been struggling against some of those um, upper teams, although they have won quite a few games against really good squads like Duke. Uh, some players to watch for Georgia Tech, you've got Miles Kelly. A junior guard, he's their main scorer with 14 points per game and 6 rebounds. Uh, then you've got Bai Dongo, is I believe how you say his name. Uh, he's a freshman forward. He's been very efficient. All around a really great player, rebounder, defender. Uh, he's putting up 13 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, 1 block, and 1 steal. Shooting 61% from the floor. So he's been really solid in his, in his freshman year. Uh, then you've got Kowasi Reeves Jr. He is a junior guard, an elite shooter. 12 points per game, 4 rebounds, and 41% from the three-point line. And then following up, there is Nathan George. 9.4 points per game and 4 assists. He's a, he's a pretty solid freshman guard, and he is one of... Georgia Tech's main distributors in terms of that assist number. Uh, some things that I think Virginia Tech needs to do to pull out the win this week is just to out-rebound Georgia Tech. With this lineup that we're looking at for the Yellow Jackets, I think rebounding is going to be a big one and just keeping them limited within the paint, especially with Dongo, just holding them back and just dropping that efficiency down from him I think would be huge. Then, of course, just giving Padula and Couture that backup that we know that they need. They can both perform individually just fine without backup, but in terms of team success, they really need that third, fourth option to step up. Probably looking for Nickel. Uh, it would be really great if Long was back. I know his knee was hurting. Both of them, I think if they have good nights, we should be all right. And then just... Once again, defending Dongo viciously, cutting down that field goal percentage and just holding him out of the paint. I mean, he's averaging about eight and a half rebounds. If you can cut down his rebounding numbers, cut down his points a little bit, I think that would make a huge difference in this game. Now on to Monday, where the men are going to be playing Duke. We're going to stick with the men for a minute just for consistency, and then we will backtrack for the women's game on Sunday. A little bit of history on Hokies versus the Blue Devils. The men are 13 and 52 all time, but they're much better at home. They're 10 and 13 at home. The last win against the Blue Devils was January of 2023. That was also a home game. They won 78 to 75. The Blue Devils' record is 14-4 as of right now. They are 5-2 in the ACC and sitting at third in the conference, while Virginia Tech is once again in the eighth seed. In terms of the wins and losses, uh, they look pretty typical for Duke. You've got a five-point loss to a former number 12 team, current number 9, Arizona. Uh, you know, that's not crazy. They're seated a little bit higher than Duke. Currently, Duke is sitting at number 12, so really, really close, tight loss to a team ranked just a couple spots ahead of them. Nothing out of the ordinary. 
They've got a nine-point win over a former number 18 Michigan State, who's still getting a few votes um, in the AP poll, but they're currently not ranked. Um, they've got a five-point loss to Arkansas, which does stand out a little bit. A four-point loss to Georgia Tech, which I mentioned earlier. That one also stands out. They've got an eight-point win over the former number 10, current 15, Baylor. And then they've got a four-point loss to Pitt. That game against Pitt, that does surprise me a little bit. Um, Duke is much better than Pitt. Uh, just a little fluke, I guess, for them. In terms of team stats for the Blue Devils, compared to the Hokies, they turn it over about three less times each game. They have about one and a half more steals per game and about one more block. Looking at the Ken Palm, uh, where Virginia Tech is at 60 and Duke is at 13. Looking at the adjusted offensive efficiency, Duke sits at number nine, while Virginia Tech is number 72. Adjusted defense efficiency, Virginia Tech is at 50, Duke is at 36. Tempo is pretty similar. Virginia Tech's at 158 and Duke is at 175 in terms of their pace of play. Scheduling, actually, Virginia Tech has a much more difficult schedule, according to Ken Palm. Virginia Tech has the 38th schedule in the nation, uh, while Duke is at 111. And the non-conference schedule is really what's buffing that for Virginia Tech. Theirs is a lot tougher than Duke's. Virginia Tech's non-conference schedule is 133, while Duke's is 223. In terms of the NCAA net rankings, uh, this is going to be a first quadrant game for both teams. Uh, Virginia Tech is currently sitting at number 54 in the net rankings. Duke is at 18. In terms of quadrant one wins, uh, the Hokies are at one and five. And in quadrant two, they're at three and two, just for a little extra perspective. And Duke in quadrant one is three and one. And in Q2, they are 0 and 3. Um, so, you know, they've definitely been performing better in the first quadrant games. Uh, but in terms of Q2, the Hokies got them beat for sure. A few players to watch for the Blue Devils. Of course, Kyle Filipowski, 18 points per game, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Uh, he's the ACC Rookie of the Year. ACC Tournament MVP. The seven-footer is projected first-team All-ACC this year in the preseason polls. I mean, he's a stud. You know it. Um, Filipowski is going to be a huge problem for Linkit and Petit this week. They really got their hands full with him. Then you've got Jeremy Roach, 14.4 points per game, three assists, one and a half steals. Uh, he's one of their main facilitators, really talented player. Falling behind, there's Mark Mitchell, 13 points per game, 6 rebounds. He's a really, really solid defender for them. Um, he's going to be an issue. Jared McCain, 12 points per game, 4 rebounds. Solid shooter for the Blue Devils. They are 5-0 and when he makes 3 or more 3-pointers. And then there's Tyrese Proctor, uh, 11 points per game, 4 assists. He's a really solid facilitator, all-ACC freshman team last year. 
So, you know, he's taken a little bit of a step up this year, but really solid player overall. Certainly got their hands full with this lineup. So what does Tech need to do to get this win? Rebounding. It's going to be really, really tough with seven-foot Filipowski out there. He's averaging nine. We're going to have to rely a lot on Poteet and Lynn Kidd and a little bit of Robbie Barron as well just to, you know, pull in the boards, keep Filipowski pressured in the paint. Uh, scoring fast and often is going to be a big one. Duke outscores Virginia Tech by about nine points per game. So keep the foot on the pedal and pushing could be a really good move for Virginia Tech to come out with this one on top. Uh, limiting the turnovers, of course. When you're playing a top-tier team like Duke, you cannot give them extra possessions, and you can't go you know, a full possession without getting at least one quality shot attempt. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. If you're not getting one good look at a minimum, it's just not going to turn out well. And then, of course, getting loud. Virgin Tech, Castle Coliseum, I mean, it's one of the most intimidating atmospheres in all of college basketball. We definitely need to use that to our advantage, pack the stands, and just get noisy and try and get in their heads as much as possible. Now, going back for the women's game on Sunday, they're playing number 22, Syracuse. In terms of the history, uh, Virginia Tech is 9-8 and eight all time. They're on a three-game win streak against the Orange. The last loss the Hokies had was a 65-67 game on January 30th of 2020. That was an away game. And Virginia Tech is 4-5 and five against Syracuse all-time win on the road. So almost even there. In terms of the record, Syracuse is currently 16-2 overall, 6-1 in the ACC. And they are tied for first place with UNC while Virginia Tech is tied for fourth place. Once again, Syracuse is ranked number 22 in the AP polls this last week. A few games that stand out for me. There's a two-point loss to a former number 20 ranked Maryland team uh, who has fallen out of the polls since then. You've got a five-point win against number 15 Notre Dame. You've got a 24-point loss to the current number 20, UNC. That is a huge, huge loss to a team that's ranked just above them. We've got a one-point win over Clemson, who is almost at the bottom of the ACC. They're in the 13 seed out of 15 teams. You've got a six-point win over the former number 15, current 23, Florida State. In terms of the team stats, scoring is just about dead even. Uh, Virginia, Tech, Virginia Tech makes about two more threes per game, 9.3 compared to 7.3 for the Orange. Uh, the Hokies have about three and a half more assists. Those numbers are 17.3 and 13.7. And Syracuse has six more steals per game, 10 to four. Uh, that's a huge number. For Syracuse 10 steals per game the defense is definitely going to be something to be aware of heading into this matchup on Sunday we don't have Ken Palm for the ladies so the net rankings Virginia Tech is at 18 
They are two and three on the road this year, and Syracuse is sitting at 47 in the net rankings. They're 11 and 0 at home. Uh, so both Virginia Tech and Syracuse undefeated at home this year. Virginia Tech's looking to change that. They've got about 30 spots between them in those net rankings. Okay, now for some players to watch, you've got Deasha Fair, 20.5 points per game, four rebounds, three and a half assists, and two steals. She's in her second year with Syracuse, previously playing at Buffalo. First team, all ACC and defensive team. So you know Deasha Fair is going to be a problem both ends of the court. Really talented scorer, really talented defender. Then you've got Georgia Woolley, 13.5 points per game, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Uh, also in her second year with Syracuse, she also transferred from Buffalo, where she was the MAC Freshman of the Year. You've got Elena Rice, 11 points per game, 5 rebounds, 1 steal. She played at Florida A&M then moved to Auburn, and now she's in her third season with Syracuse. She's consistently gotten better each year in her career. You've got Alyssa Latham, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, and 1.5 and blocks. And then Kyra Wood, uh, another big rebounder for them, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block. She played at Temple, and now she's in her second year with Syracuse as well. So what do I think Virginia Tech needs to do to get the W in this one. They've been struggling on the road against ranked teams. I mean, granted, you've played some of the best ranked teams in the nation on the road with LSU. They've played Iowa. I mean, those are two really tough games, just as it is, both away games. Um, I mean, the Iowa game was at a neutral site, but still. Uh, so coming out hot is going to be huge for them. I know Kenny Brooks and Georgia Amor have really been hammering that one in the press conference. They're always talking about that third quarter blitz coming out of the locker room. You know, usually they have a lead at halftime for a couple points and then just coming out in the third and just dropping, you know, a couple quick ones, growing that lead by four, six, eight in the first couple of minutes has been huge. It really takes the other team out of the game really quickly um, when they see you do that. So I think that's going to be a big one for them playing a pretty good Syracuse team. And then I'd like to see the freshmen take care of the ball a little bit better. Depending on Amor's availability, they're going to be playing a lot more minutes and handling the ball a lot more. I mean, freshman mistakes are going to happen. That's totally okay. We understand that. But just limiting those turnovers a little bit more, I think would really help Virginia Tech to get off to a good start. We will be back early next week with some recaps of these games for the two games with Georgia Tech, the women playing Syracuse, and the men's Duke game. So make sure you tune in for that where we'll be covering all of those and breaking it down for you. Until then, I'm Kyle Bean, wishing you all a great weekend, and I look forward to talking with you next week.